Welcome to the Mama Fixer Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Mkuka, aka Mama Fixer. So I've been talking about doing a podcast for a while now. Um, well, a new podcast. I've done one before. I think I've done a couple before, and I've actually featured as a guest on a couple of other podcasts. So I said, let me try and do a, another one that is solely focused on um, Mama Fixer um, Digital, my digital media business. And share a little bit about, you know, my insights into digital media, um, a little bit of mummy content. I'm a mom. A little bit of content about um, social media management. So it's all sorts of stuff that will be happening here on the podcast. So as I said, I'm a mom. I work from home. I work remotely um, with the majority of my clients. Where possible, I do go and meet them if I have to meet them. Um, the remote work life kind of found me. <laughs> I didn't look for it initially, but it found me because I had to move to a different country to join my husband and while well, and I was pregnant at the time. And so I had to kind of restructure how I was going to carry out digital media um, for clients while I was in a new country, um, uh, pregnant and yeah, so it was a bit hectic and that's how remote work kind of found me. So we'll talk about remote work in another podcast. So if you have any questions for me, please, you know, DM them. Um, let me tell you about our social media platforms where you can contact me and send me messages and give me ideas about topics that you would like me to discuss. So we're looking at Instagram, I'm Mama Fixer Digital there. On Twitter, it's Mama Fixer Digital, um, at Mama Fixer Digit, and then one, actually. And also on Facebook, Mama Fixer Digital. So please feel free to send up some messages, um, yeah, and so that we can have a, we can have a chat. So today's topic, what I really wanted to talk about is how you prepare yourself for the year in terms of digital media. Um, strategy is such an interesting thing when it comes to digital media because you have so many platforms these days. And the first thing you really need to understand is um, which platforms work for you and which platforms make sense for your industry. So one of the things that I've always looked at when I when I come across clients and that I love really about my, my work is that this week I could be working with somebody within the real estate industry, next week somebody within um, the flower industry, the other week I could be working with somebody who is a jeweler. Um, it's just it's like these different industries you have to learn and come across and understand the industries because not everything translates well to certain platforms. So what do I mean by that? Let's look at um, Facebook, right? So you'd think that everybody um, would need a Facebook page. That's not always the, the case, right? It may, Facebook, a Facebook page may not work for a certain client depending on the industry that they're in. Because you also have to look at who uses Facebook, um, that, that particular industry, like would, and not only the industry, but also the person's audience, do they even use Facebook? Is Facebook a platform where you'd actually find um, um, the audience the audience from that particular brand or that particular client? Do they camp there? So why would you suggest Facebook if they're not if their audience, if that client's audience doesn't use Facebook? So that's the first thing that I would suggest to you is really consider um, if you've already got these platforms, make sure you audit them. So 
And basically, that's the process that you're doing. You audit everything from start to finish. But in your audit, you really have to consider um, what your whether the platforms you're using are working for you. Is Facebook working for you? Is Twitter working for you? Is Instagram working for you? Is LinkedIn working for you? Is Pinterest working for you? Is YouTube working for you? Um, do you need a website? So it's so important to have have an understanding um, you know, of, of the platforms that do work for you or don't work for you. Um, I especially like telling people that if you don't know what platforms are best for you, then you're always going to have a problem with communicating with people on the right platforms and you're going to get frustrated because you're going to say that, look, nobody is visiting me on this particular platform. Nobody, I'm not getting the engagement that I want. And sometimes it's as simple as going back and looking at what sort of um, platform is working for you. So that's that's number one. So once you've figured out that, okay, these are the platforms that work for me, you also have to understand what your audience wants from those particular platforms. Look at the content that has been working well in your favor. So let's look at Instagram, for example. Instagram is really great and easy because you're able to see, you know, it's based on, uh, your insights. So if you make sure, number one, especially if you are somebody who has a business or even if you're an influencer or a content creator, um, make sure that your, you've, your Instagram account is properly categorized. So is it a business account? Is it a content creator account? Because then that's really helpful for, um, for you to be categorized properly. Um, and also Instagram will provide you the proper tools and resources to help you depending on the category you are in. So you, you look at your insights and you say, okay, look, how many people like a particular type of um, content? Is it, do I need to create this more of this content? Do I need to create less of this type of content? Your insights should really inform um, your content as well. But it shouldn't form your entire strategy. It should just tell you, okay, what is working? Because you wouldn't want to create stuff and keep creating stuff but not get the reaction that you want. Um, and I'm not saying that you should then have a strategy that is solely dependent on what people react to. Because as a content creator sometimes, and even as a business, you need to put out the content that that um, is in line with either your business strategy or your business goals um, and also that you want to create. So you should still, but you should find some sort of balance. So there's that aspect. Then once you really look at your entire strategy, you need to ask yourself um, out of everything, out of everything that you're doing. So from selecting the right platform to seeing the content that you, um, the best content that people are reacting to. There's also other things like audience, um, who, who follows you, what, like, what is their age range, uh, what are their interests, and you can even make sure, like, you can make your content kind of reflect your audience members. So if you are, if you have a lot of mummies following you, like myself, I have some moms following me. I have some, you know, uh, clients following me. I have friends following me. So you would, you could create content that kind of speaks to each category. Or if you looked at your content and saw that there's seventy percent of people who love yoga, for example, and they follow me, I should give them more yoga content, especially if I enjoy um, yoga myself. 
So then there's that as well. Then last but not least comes the content creation portion of your life when it comes to the strategy. So you have to think about, um, like I said, the content that resonates with your audience, but actually creating the content is a whole other animal. Um, and a lot of people say to me that, look, it's so expensive to create content. And I agree, there's, there's times where, you know, it costs money to create content. What I'm doing now, a podcast, is content. Um, to create that content, I had to make a plan prior to creating it. So I asked myself, what do I need? I need a microphone. I was really, really lucky that I was, uh, that I was gifted this microphone for my birthday, right? But had I not been gifted the microphone, I would have to have researched how much is it going to cost me to create the, um, to get a, pod, a, a, a microphone, how much is it going to cost me to, um, if I don't have a laptop, like things like that, you kind of feature into whether you can create certain type of content. And if you don't have those things, doesn't mean that you can't do them. So for example, if you didn't have a podcast mic, but you have your phone, can you create um, a podcast from your phone? What is, what is the quality like? Are you happy with the quality? Are you happy to put that out there? Um, do you need graphics? If you want graphics, you kind of do the research. Well, like, okay, I need images, but um, maybe it's stock images you want. Where can you get free stock images? Um, do you know about Canva? Canva is a really, really great um, tool and resources resource which you can create um, your own graphics for a lot, lot cheaper than hiring somebody else. But then again, that aspect of creating those graphics, do you have the time to do it yourself? Do you have the time to learn <laughs> how to do it, um, understand Canva. It's pretty easy, but then you still have to make time to do it. Um, and then once you create that content, where is it going to go? Where do you feel that you get the best engagement? Again, it goes back to you understanding your audience and your platform. And you have to look at your insights that will inform you a little bit better about where you place your, your content, right? So now you look at your content. Let's say you have a podcast or you have a particular image. And you ask yourself, should it go on Facebook? Should it go on Instagram? Should it go on Twitter? Should it go on LinkedIn? Depending on what the content is, what type of content it is, those are the things you need to consider. So there's that. Then if you create enough content in time, you can now schedule your content. Because once you get the hang of it, you really it's a really, really great way to get into the habit of scheduling your content in advance. Because life comes at you fast, let me tell you. I've been talking about doing this podcast for the last month or two months and life has come at me fast and I haven't had the time to record. So I'm hoping that today when I release this podcast that I'll put it out there and then I'll start work on the second podcast and then the third one and then the fourth one and then the fifth one and then I will just schedule it out and they will go out at the time that they need to. So I will have to clear out my schedule to say I'm recording this time, I'm going to edit it this time, and then I'm going to make sure that I schedule it to go out this time. So even in, so not only just creating content, but you also have to factor in how much time it's going to take you to either tweak your content, edit your content, upload it, and send it out. Um, and then the more content you create, make sure that you can schedule it and give yourself some time. Now, if you are doing it for yourself as a, as a business owner or a content creator, 
this is really, really good. But then if you are a digital media professional, you may have six or seven other clients that you're doing this for. So that's why the scheduling is also a great thing. Hootsuite is an option for you to schedule content, but there's also Facebook allows you to schedule your content in advance. Um, and on Facebook now, you can actually also schedule um, your um, Instagram content via the Creator Studio. Um, your out, well, the algorithm may, people have complained about the algorithm not highlighting your Instagram content as much when it's scheduled by, via Facebook. But again, these are all things that you would need to educate yourself on and figure out whether that's something that you would you don't mind as much and you would like to utilize. So I hope I've given you some insight into how you're going to attack your content um, and your strategy for 2020. And there's never um, a, a, a good time or it's too late. I know we're going into the to the last uh, days of January, but you can still create a strategy and content and everything else for the rest of the rest of the year. Um, I always also advise people to audit. Now, when you start off um, auditing your platforms, and if you've never done it before, you may have to do it monthly so that you get used to the new strategy and the process of auditing. And you might think that's kind of, you know, it doesn't make sense because a lot of people do say that you have to give your strategy time to um, really cement itself and actually work, right? But sometimes you will notice that, okay, this is not working. And you have to be, um, you have to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to, to having a digital media strategy. So if you see that something's not working, and then you make sure you tweak it as you go along. And that's why it's important to have like a, a monthly audit if you're beginning, if you're starting out, right? So by the end of the month, you kind of look at what has been working, what didn't work, let's remove it, let's remove. And the desire or the goal is that at each monthly audit, you will have, uh, you will have tweaked things to a point where you might not need a monthly audit. You might need a bi-monthly audit because now you've kind of figured out what is working, you've kept it, and what hasn't been working, you've removed it, right? So you go to a bi-monthly type of process. At some point, you'll be like, okay, let's just audit every three months now because now we're kind of like, we're really cementing our strategy. And then the next stage would be like, we're just going to do this quarterly because this strategy makes sense. Then from quarterly, you go into half-yearly, audit, then the goal goal, the big, big goal is to create a strategy for your, for, for the year. So you have to create a strategy that is, stands the test of time. And it's a strategy that can last for a year and you don't have to tweak it as much or audit it um, so frequently. That is the big, big goal. Um, I myself am yet to hit it with my own content. So I'm hoping that this is this is the year that I will have tweaked my strategy to a point where I don't even need to audit it as much for the year. And it's a goal that I have for all my clients. Um, currently, we do um, bi-monthly for some clients and some clients it's quarterly, some clients it's half yearly. So that is the best that I've reached right now. And that's only because um, you also have to remember that that things change, you know, uh, businesses, their, their goals change, things happen, um, clients come and say, look, look, I know this is the strategy that we have, but actually this is a different strategy we want you to have a look at or implement. So that does happen as well. But 
All things considered, if no changes happen, the goal should be a yearly strategy that really, really stands the test of time and does not need as much auditing um, over time. Like you can keep an eye on it, but it doesn't need as much tweaking because you've kind of figured it out. You, you, you understand it. Um, so, yeah. So I hope you, I've helped you today and that you go forth and prosper with your digital media strategy and your content creation and your content scheduling. If you have any questions for me, please use the hashtag MamaFixerDigital. You can get in touch with me via what um, I was going to say WhatsApp, no, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, MamaFixerDigital. Until next time, fixers, I hope you will have a wonderful week and we'll catch up on the internet.